Cynics and Saints podcast. Luke here with the Divine Master, Dom P, as always. What up, what up, what up? Yes, so we are here, quarantined. We got the quarantine cast going. Um, this is a special day for us. With uh, We always try to find a, the good and all the bad, and the good has brought us a, a person, a legend. If some say a legend. <laughs> Many say a legend. Many. Legends say he's a legend. This is a, <laughs> he is a film student, director, screenwriter, movie critic extraordinaire, the one, the only, director Drew. Wow. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you guys. Hey. I'm, uh, I'm your legend's favorite legend. That's how I <laughs> usually am introduced. So, uh, so happy to be here. Uh, for the second time discussing this with you guys. It uh, couldn't be more excited. Yeah, so um, for everybody out there, we are, uh, we're going to do something a little fun for you guys. We know everybody's quarantined, everybody's home, Netflixing, chilling, Huluing, Amazoning, all that good stuff. So we know Dom and I, we are lovers of, of movies. We love movies. We grew up watching movies. We have a special... Uh, I, for sure, for me, I can say for myself, I have a special bond with movies. Um, and uh, we just wanted to talk some movies with you guys. And uh, Drew is our, our expert. He's yes. uh, Siskel and right. Ebert can eat their hearts out. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Rest in peace to both. Uh, easy target. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but uh, no, uh, you know, hope hope I can live up to that, uh, that billing. So, Definitely. Um, I'm looking forward to having a lot of fun with you here to talk about some of our favorite movies here. Yeah, so what we're going to do today is uh, we're not going to talk about uh, movies that are out right now. We're going to talk about our our first love, if you will. 90s action films, everyone. Yeah. There's a, little, there's a, there's a background applause right there. Oh, perfect. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, this is something I grew up watching these. Um, that's my story. I tell everybody the reason why I love movies so much. My parents both worked in the summers. So me and my siblings were stuck in our home. We couldn't leave. My Instead of a bookshelf, we had a movie shelf. Just 90s action VHS is across <laughs> the board. So um, we just sat around and watched 90s movies. <laughs> and um, that's kind of where it started for me. Uh, Dami, what about you? Yeah, I mean, with, especially with movies, I mean, again, I'm stronger on the music side than the movie side. And so I'm purely coming at it from an entertainment angle. Just, again, what catching the eyeballs. And I don't know, I think with what we have here with between one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies. I don't know, dude. It's going to be hard to get to whittle them all down and try to figure out what we're going to go and what we're going to do. So. <laughs> yeah we'll see we'll see the last man standing and we'll figure it out but yeah, so we'll, one thing's for sure nick cage might be the last man standing like usually. <laughs> and and i can say last man standing starring bruce willis is not on the list oh, wow. uh, <laughs> yeah, so don't sorry, worry sorry, everybody <laughs> yeah so what we've done here everybody out there um we've since we didn't have a march madness this year because of the quarantine um which is really sad I'm still pretty upset about that one, but uh, we've done we've done a pretty much a bracket of the best '90s action movies we could think of, and we've already kind of done like a pre-tournament just because there's a lot of content there. 
Um, but we've broken it down. We are at the Elite Eight. Is that where we're at? Uh, yeah. Elite Eight. Started with uh, some of the greatest stones of the generation, and we somehow managed to whittle it down to eight. Uh, started with 16, right? So uh, you can imagine some of the heartbreak that was going on when this was happening for a lot of these movies. Yeah, there was a lot of heartbreak. I mean, my mine didn't start off with 16. I'm just going to say that. I had a list oh, of like, like we, 50 movies. <laughs> yeah, we whittled uh, that 16 down from all of our uh, master list. So, yeah, yeah. everybody can kind of get in a, get the picture. Yeah, so why don't we just uh, kind of go over some of the, the matchups that most people missed. Um, has anybody got those handy? Uh, I got them uh, right here, as it were. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think the best way, I'll just kind of go through the list and people will get a sense of where we're at uh, for the Elite Eight. By the end, we'll get a more clear picture. But these are kind of just running them through. We had Air Force One and Executive Decision. So we had a couple of the great plane action movies of the 90s go head to head. And Air Force One pulled that one off. And it was unanimous, as I recall. It was, it was uh, unanimous. Uh, we had uh, Bad Boys and Enemy of the State. So this is obviously the Will Smith off. And uh, I think a lot of people felt like uh, Enemy of the State was maybe punching up a little bit. And, you know, Bad Boys came through in the end. <laughs> and I think that made sense. But Bad Boys pulled it off over Enemy of the State. Uh, we had uh, two L.A. great 90s movies, Point Break and Heat. Uh, kind of two different generations, but both heist movies. Uh, cool bank robbery scenes and Point Break uh, pulled it out. Maybe not the better film, but perhaps the better 90s action movie. Um, and Con Air and Cliffhanger, we had Con Air pull it out. Yeah. Couple that of crazy a, movies. That was a tough. That was a tough one for us. I have to say that one was tough. Oh, yeah. I went back and forth. I still don't even know if we made the right decision, but we're gonna have to live with it. Oh, we did. Uh, <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, so Con Air came out on top out of those bad boys. Uh, not bad boys, sorry. Can't use the quick vernacular. It's going to be confusing. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Con Air came out on top. Next, we had Die Hard with a Vengeance going up against Speed. Die Hard with a Vengeance, I think, is going to be a powerhouse. I think that yeah. one, despite the tough matchup, came out looking pretty strong. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see this one being like the Duke of the tournament so far. I, I couldn't agree more. So then we had True Lies and we had T2, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. Couple of uh, Arnie flicks. Arnold. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. Yep. So that, again, that was a tough one. And, you know, Luke and I, off mic here, we're talking a little bit about how True Lies, it just, it doesn't get the credit it deserves. And it didn't make it. I'm not going to lie. T2 moved on. I think it was the right move. I think it's the better movie, but... A uh, couple of James Cameron movies also yeah. can't get by without saying that and mentioning that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, T2 moved on. And then we had The Rock and The Matrix, which man, yeah, whole, whole episode about The Matrix, and people will probably be upset about this, but The Rock won kind of convincingly. Yeah, I mean, it was it was convincing. <laughs> so Duke Kansas, I guess. Yeah, I think so. We need another powerhouse. Yeah. That um, that Matrix one was just like we said earlier. It was just too ahead of its time for '90s action genre. 
I think you're right. Yeah, I think just a little too. You, a lot of people probably peg it in the 2000s if they weren't thinking about it. So I agree. Uh, the last matchup of the Sweet 16 was <laughs> Face Off and Total Recall. <laughs> I think two of the craziest movies, two of the craziest 90s action movies, very gory. Uh, not a lot of regard for collateral damage and things like that, which is, hey, one of the reasons that we love it. Um, and face-off, this was tough for me. I'm not going to lie to everybody listening. This is really hard. Face-off took the W. It did. Um, and Total Recall goes down. Total Recall went down. Wow. That was that one was tough. I remember you, yeah. guys, you guys were battling for Total Recall. You guys were really fighting for it. We were fighting one. for it. It just, you know, Face Off was just that 90s action movie that had to go through. People are going to have to imagine uh, how it went back and forth. They're just going to have to live with the decision, just like I did. I'm <laughs> not happy about it, but I abide by uh, the rules. And, you know, I think, uh, Luke, you should mention what it's actually called. I think that our uh, sponsor would be pretty upset that we hadn't actually mentioned the tournament name yet. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. Our tournament, man. Good, good thinking. Because I totally okay. So this tournament is actually called the Jean Claude Van Damme. That's a lot of action movies. Invitational. It was by invite only. That's right. <laughs> if you want to dance? Ask me nice. So yeah, just so you guys know that's the name of the tournament. It's a uh, yeah. It's been a well fought out tournament. You're as having well. fun. I mean, this thing has been. It's been tough, guys. Yeah, it has. I think Jean Claude uh, is proud of. Uh, invitees i think definitely thank you thank you he is very proud of and he's going to be happy with whoever the successor is so yeah let's get get into this uh elite eight guys why don't we start i'm excited yeah i'm i'm pretty excited about this nervous too a little nervous i'm i still like i said before this is like the real tournament i think it's up to fate at this point i don't have uh a clear picture of where i'm going yeah exactly it's just so I guess we'll go with the first tournament. I mean, the first matchup in the, are we going Western Conference first or Eastern Conference? Is this, is the, this, is, this is actually the Brockheimer Bay region. Uh, <laughs> and we have uh, Con Air and Bad Boys. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay, guys, thoughts? Uh, I mean, I'm at a loss right away I, I think they're both uh, really crazy movies at the end of the day which I think is why they match up really well just in the sense that the action is crazy story is over the top the fun stuff um, so it's I think it's coming out it maybe for some people it's not a fair matchup I think for me it's pretty fair what do you think uh, Dom? yeah I mean I think I think these are one of those specifically for this category because of the other categories they kind of all they're they're kind of to themselves, but specifically for these two, it's, it's it's they're different because they both have the entertaining elements, the comedic elements, which I'm not sure if Connor is intentional about it, but Bad Boys <laughs> is with having an, a comedian on one side, and then you have the Fresh Prince of Bel Air on the other side. It's it's two sides of the coin. Um, because as we're talking about this and before the show, we were talking because Luke had his uh, has his uh, set of criteria, which I'm sure he's going to bring up in a little bit. But you have right. the cops on one side. You have the villains on the other side that are kind of the, the convicts on the other side. So it's 
again, good guys versus bad guys all over again. Um, but again, I can't, I go back, we, we did this last time and I can't go, I can't take Con Air so serious. Like the, it's, again, I, I think Nicolas Cage is freaking funny, even though he doesn't try to be. Um, <laughs> I love Dave Chappelle's getting tossed out of an airplane and then turning into like an icicle that gets stuck to the side. Hmm. Um, pinball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> pinball in that movie. There you go. Um, Bad Boys, to me, has both the entertainment, the comedic relief, the explosions, the chases, the shootout. You have a um, bit of the the romantic element, which is always a mark of these 90s action movies. Um, it's just, I don't know, to me, Bad Boys does, does more for me than Con Air does, at least with the that residue of what's stuck with me for longer. Maybe I'm wrong because, yeah, Con Air does have these definite, again, just... These one-liners, which I don't think that they're intended to do that, but just it's like so bad it's good, and that's when when I think of Con Air, I'm like it's so bad it's great, like that's what makes it so good. So, but yeah, I don't know. What do you what are you guys' thoughts? Oh man, so Bad Boys is one of my favorite films. Like I I just wow. love I I love the dialogue. I think it's hilarious. Um, just. Those were like the two TV shows like I watched the most out of any show was Fresh Prince and Martin. <laughs> wow! So, you know, I just I love I love those two actors. Um, I the the comedy in that movie is just great. The relationships great, but it does have everything you want in an action movie. It's got it's got the um, so I had a list. I told these guys, if you guys want to sell me on this on these movies, they got to meet this criteria. So one, it was violence. It's got to have an R rating, which <laughs> Bad Boys does. Yep. It's got to have some kind of extended fight scene, some kind of hand-to-hand combat. Can't just be um, a shootout. It's got to have some kind of some kind of fighting. And I do remember a couple scenes. One very funny scene where they fight in a in a waiting pool. A little kitty pool, which is pretty funny. <laughs> um, it's got to have some kind of physical feat where they're like just defy the laws of gravity. I mean, not just gravity of physics, um, just where you're like, man, that's impossible. Why are they doing that? But they did. Would kill uh, kill a normal person. Yeah. All intents and purposes. Yeah. Got to have. It's got to have some kind of chase, which obviously Mike Larry's driving a Porsche. Mike Larry. <laughs> um. What, these three were kind of like I'm a little more lenient on, but military vehicles, whether it's a helicopter, tank, um, I, I'll take SWAT, cop cars, cop cars. Um, it's gotta boats? have some kind. Of, yeah, we can do boats too. Boats. Yeah. I feel like that's more like in the chase scene, but boats work too. Yeah. Um, it's got to have some kind of terrorist, foreign or domestic, or futuristic. <laughs> Or futuristic. or futuristic, yeah. yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> that, that'll come up later. Yeah. Um, yeah. And obviously comedic relief, which this movie had. So I think this movie checks all the boxes. Um, this is just... These two movies, I think I remember the most lines from these two movies. Uh, I can I can recite a lot of lines from these movies. I just... I love these two movies. But if we're going 90s action, I mean, we got to think... I'm thinking over the top when I think 90s action. Oh, no. So, um, there, I don't know. This one's going to be tough, but it's going to go down to the vote for me. 
it's going to go down to the wire. I'm going to have to just go with what my heart wants on this one. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be the guy that comes on. I'm going to shoot straight with everybody. And I know, I think I know the score. And I think all the the listeners know the score listening to you guys. And, you know, someone's got to bring it for Con Air. Someone's got to give it a fighter's shot. And when we're talking about Nick Cage, we're talking about a guy that's got three movies in the top <laughs> And he's, got, he's here for no. a reason. He's here for a reason. And Dom has, has you know, uh, really been the leader on this movie is terrible accent. Like, it's unintentional comedy, which is true. I but I, I think it does a lot of the the fun stuff so well and has so many actors that you recognize. That's what the 90s did so well. You yeah. Yeah. Rame, John Cusack, uh, John Dan Malkovich. Danny you know Trejo. I mean? You got Trejo in the early role. <laughs> yeah. and, and even the guys whose names you don't know, you'll recognize from a million other movies. So, yeah. uh, and, you know, the same is true for Bad Boys. So it, not that the same isn't true on the other end, but um, when you got when you have these really great actors just trying to have fun, it shows. And do I think that it has the staying power of Bad Boys? No, I mean Bad Boys had two sequels. Um, but if for that, it means that I sort of see them in a modern light. I see them in in high school too, in 2003 when the second movie came out. Whereas Con Air, it just lives in the late 90s for me. Yeah. It's right there in that zone. And that's why I think it should have a shot, and that's why it's here at this point. Yeah. So, you know, I think that if you're going to go back and watch that, you're going to see a lot that's not supposed to, not supposed to be making us laugh or cringe and whatnot. But then you'll see some really cool action set pieces that's not CGI yet completely. It's really cars blowing up. The guys that get shot yeah. have the real blood packets and the squibs, not the CGI. Uh, you know, it, but, you know, that's going to be generic stuff we can say about every movie. So, I mean, I think at this point, the uh, the Brockheimer Bay region is coming to an end. This is the final. And, I mean, should we tell them how we're going to vote? Because now I'm thinking about it. I don't think that the masses know how we're going to, uh, you know, decide which is going to move on. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to, on a count of three, we're all just going to say which movie you want to go forward. So, um wow. Democracy yeah. rules. It's yeah. It's I mean, it's it's the American way, you know. Yeah, just like there you go. just like these nine, just like these nineties action movies. It's the American way. Exactly. <laughs> so um, yeah, before we even get to that, just you talking about Conair just makes me think about. I mean, you kind of have to go into this movie, not taking it too seriously because it's Conair. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Oh, they're putting all... Uh, yeah, we didn't even talk about the fact they're putting all of the worst criminals on one... Put them all on one plane. That's the easiest thing. Yeah, that's that's going to work. It's got to yeah. work, you know? It and all it, took was, all it took was Bubba, Bubba Gump needing his, his freaking diabetes medicine to, to ruin everything. Yeah, see? Another great actor. You made my point. So, um, yeah, I just... That movie is just great on so many levels. I mean, it starts, it starts in I think it's like Georgia, with Nick Cage and his wife at a bar, and this movie ascends to the skies and <laughs> ends on the Vegas Strip. So that's all you have to say about this movie. It's it takes you places. Yeah, I, I could. Yeah. Hey, the last thing, especially over to Dom, is the Music Man. We can't overlook. 
the How Did I Live Without You song, or How Do I Live Without Ooh, You. Oh, yeah, Leanne Rhymes. That might have, even, yeah. might have even won some Grammys. I'm not sure. No, I can't do anything remotely <laughs> resembling uh, country music, though. No, oh, okay. I'm with you. I'm just yeah. saying the importance <laughs> of how big this song was. Hey, that's it a was great almost bigger song. than the movie. Right, guys. Yeah. That's a great song. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm digging in the crates a little bit here. I'm doing some back research as I usually do. Uh, fun fact the um, music written both for Bad Boys and Connor, the same guy, Mark Mancini. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's the he's Michael Bay's guy, isn't he? Isn't he the? He's a Bra- yeah, he's a Brockheimer Bay guy. It makes yeah. sense in the right region. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have that sound. Decided to go. You it's can hear the sound. Trivia. That's see, that's what sets us apart, right there. There you go. It's that heavy. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, yeah, that could be yeah. any of them. Yeah, I think so. that's, I think that's technically that speed. I'm pretty sure that's speed. But, yeah. that, guy, that guy found his wheelhouse and he just stayed there. There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you find something that works. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, okay, well, without further ado, anyone listening, yeah. you guys feel free on the count of three to shout out your, your vote. So it's going to be uh, Bad Boys versus Con Air on the count of three. Oh, we're, we're counting down, right? Three, two, one, yeah. We'll go All right, there. here we go. In three, two, one. Conair. Bad boys. Conair. Ah. Wow. <laughs> All right. Wow. I'm sh- I thought I was doing like the uh, solidarity vote for Conair. No, you know, when it comes down to it, I think Conair just has that 90s action outrage. It's just outrageous. It's nuts. In a good way, you know? Yeah. So um, there we go, guys. Moving on is Conair. All right, Conair yep. moves on. That, that, that's an upset. That's yeah, I think that's an. I agree. Yeah, Butler. <laughs> but, Butler, Butler just beat. Uh, we'll put a good team out there, North Carolina. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, perfect. No, that was it. Yeah, they beat North Saint Carolina. John's. Big upset. Yeah, or Syracuse <laughs> or something. I don't know. I was gonna say Syracuse. So there you go. We're on the same page. Well, <laughs> so I think now we gotta you know jump all the way across the country and go over to the Nick Cage region because we were already speaking about him. So I figure let's just stick with Cage, get it out of the way. Yeah. We have The Rock and we have Face Off. Yeah. Wow. This one, guys. So much of, this is a cage match. Oh, wow. Yeah. There you go. Ew. Cage match. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. That yeah, was this... I mean, that works, too. Being a white. <laughs> background running around so um the rock is that another michael bay jerry Bruce yes it is absolutely okay so there's a, uh, there's, a, there's a theme going on here i think there is i think yeah i think michael bay <laughs> might have been a, <laughs> a favorite without us knowing <laughs> yeah so this movie guys i mean let's no. let's talk about face off for a second can we talk about this movie yeah, but just off the top, I have to say I'm tainted already. I already know which direction I'm gonna go, and so I'm I'm gonna be very biased. But I'm always wiss- willing to listen. Hey, you lay your cards out. I appreciate yep. that about you, Dom. I feel uh, like you yeah. let it you let it hang. You, you say yeah, it's real. I can only do what I can do. You're wearing your heart on your sleeve. We like that. that that's that's all Love I can it. do. Cause yeah, it's just <sighs> yeah. It, again, Nicolas Cage switching faces. With John Travolta, who does again a really great job of playing this 
maniacal, out of control rager doesn't make any sense. And Nick Cage is the nice guy the, with pleasantries, um, who tries to do his best with being a nice guy. Um, and then you jump over to The Rock. It's just so many good one-liners, and I know there's one-liners on the other side for Face Off too. But again, Sean Connery, Nicholas Cage is running around. Um, there was a line. Um, how in the name of Zeus's butthole? Like he's just he's a butthole. Zeus's uh, butthole. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's like, I, I don't know if Face Off has anything comparative to that, but um, and then you get Ed Harris, who's just the stereotypical bad guy, who's just yeah grimacing in every way. You've got fight scenes, chase scenes, and you're rooting for the bad guys, who are the good guys, but the good guys, bad guys, it's just it's just madness. And the whole thing. So just again with all those elements Luke had laid out, I know Face Off has some of that too. Um, but again, to me, The Rock just it has more residue that sticks with me more so than Face Off does. Even though, again, for me, what wins Face Off over is John Travolta. So for me, I'm pitting um, Sean Connery and Ed Harris against John Travolta, and that's Ooh. yeah. Those are those are powerhouses when it comes to bringing that you know supporting actor uh, mentor kind of role and up yeah. all up against each other. I mean, I mean, I think you said it all perfect there. I think you laid things out in a way that uh, lets people really understand what kind of battle we got on our hands and what the one of the reasons I think The Rock just has this kind of power is first it's underrated. So I love being like, oh, The Rock is one of the best movies in the '90s regardless of whether it's an action movie or not, like really does hold up. And one of the reasons is Michael Bay is traditionally someone that's very raw, raw, star spangled banner, go America. And what makes the rock different is the fact that he uses the military and uses the fact that Ed Harris is uh, disillusioned from, you know, Vietnam and the Korean war and just all these different operations he was a part of. And it brings something different where, you know, obviously we love, like you said, Don, we're the, the bad guys, we're the good guys. And there's these shades there where they're not even doing things that are that evil. So it makes it fun. And, uh, you know, on top of that, I think Bay just working in a, in a way where he probably doesn't agree with these guys, where it's probably like, these are the bad guys, clearly, you know, they're the bad guys. But I think for the viewer, it's a little bit more like, wow, they're, they're really coming from a place that I understand. But then obviously, uh, you know, Connery and Cage coming from just the straight good guy angle, you understand where they're coming from. So it creates yeah. this choice you got to make. And I think the actors make it really matter, um, which is so cool. But then you have Face Off, which, hey, connected to Con Air, just is a psychopathic movie. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's John Woo. So you're getting Gun Kata, which is, you know, where they, where they mix the karate with the gun play. Yeah, um, and just just doing fun, different kind of stuff that you don't see in the states often back then, um, and it works. I mean, it holds up. Also, I think Travolta, like you said, is the more fun uh, actor in the movie, which is crazy oh, yeah. when you're going against Nick Cage. Yeah, I think I have more yeah. fun watching him. A uh, little long, but uh, sticks the landing. And I think that's what's important in those long movies. I think the third act is killer um, yeah. and keeps you keeps you engaged. But Rock's one of my favorites of all time. I'll say that. I'll tip my hand a little bit and say that, but I do think it's a fair matchup. Uh, you know, what about you, Luke? What are you thinking? Oh, man. Okay. Like you, The Rock is... I think I say this about every movie. It's like one of my favorite movies. <laughs> yeah, you can have more than one. 
Um, face off is so outrageous, but like you said, it works. They made it work. Um, the first thing you think is like, how the heck? Okay, so let's just say you are successful with putting his face on the other guy's face. What about his body? <laughs> how does his body match up? Light then they give you, yeah, they give you a whole description about how <laughs> they're gonna. They tell you how it works, and I mean, you got like a crazy futuristic prison on an oil rig looking thing, which is hilarious. Uh, Caster Troy has got to be one of the funniest, most memorable villains like around in the 90s. I mean, he's got the golden guns like oh, yeah. that alone. His his peach line. I can eat a peach for hours. Super memorable. <laughs> um, it's but yeah, um, I think Travolta does kind of carry that movie a little bit because he plays two roles really well. Mm -hmm. Nick Cage. I mean, I hope he's not listening to this. Not very believable in both <laughs> both <laughs> roles. Whoa! Oh my gosh. Um, but uh, yeah, dude. I think Travolta just he he did such a good job of playing Caster and playing um, the FBI dude. Uh, Sean Archer. Sean Archer. There you go. Um, yeah, it's 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 a fun movie. I I love it. Um, Paul X Troy is cool. His his brother, who for some reason like automatically knew right away that he was he was in his brother. A brother always um, knows. Yeah, my favorite one of my favorite parts of that movie is the wife thought she could poke him with a needle while he was asleep and he wasn't gonna feel it. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't the know wife why. Is, the wife is Joan Allen. I mean, we got yeah. the ladies from love too. Great yeah, nineties and beyond actress, but. Uh, yeah. yeah. So sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Just had no, there's just out. there's so many memorable memorable parts from that movie. Just on an outrageous standpoint. I mean, the part where his his face is off and he's smoking a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. That part's hilarious. I mean, it's just it's it's fun. It's outrageous. But um, man, then you're you're putting it up against the Rock, man. The Rock is, it's it's heavy. It's such a good movie. And I don't know why more people don't know about this movie. Couldn't I don't, agree I don't more. understand. Yeah, I don't understand. It's, I mean, the the story's great. Like you said, Ed Harris just being this, just really just um, upset veteran. With he's upset with the country and the government and how he's treated the soldiers and um, him dealing with just his conscience, you know, and just um, he's battling himself at the same time, which is I thought was just great mm -hmm. um nick cage is great in this movie he he's he plays the perfect role stanley goodspeed is just one of my favorite characters so many great one-liners from this movie um <laughs> believable believable this Finally this believable. movie checks every box it checks every box hands that's down that's the that's the luke action uh every box right yes luke yes. action boxes okay I figured. I mean, I was going through. It's definitely militaristic. It's got uh, terrorists, foreign or domestic. <laughs> Very good comedic relief. It's got a lot of violence. 
<clears throat> physical feats. Hmm. I mean, he uh, Stanley Goodspeed does inject a giant nine-inch needle into his heart. That's true. And he does survive an explosion on the island. He gets fired out, oh yeah, like 300 feet <laughs> into the water. Okay. Uh, there's, there's definitely some sort of foot chase. I mean, yeah. when they're going through the catacombs and everything, they're chasing down yeah. the speed and, uh, and Connery an awful lot. Oh, wait, what's Connery's name? I don't mean to put a, the brakes on Mason. it. John Mason. Mason. Just a classic name. Thank you. Yeah. No uh, so, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, I think that hits, that hits it all. And, you know, the good thing, too, is the good comedic relief really does come from Cage um, in The Rock. Whereas you get it all over the place, but it's kind of like Connery. There's some stuff that doesn't really hit the way it intends and we get to laugh at it but there's some stuff that works pretty funny just from the actors being so good and crazy yeah. um I mean, I mean honestly i think i have my choice i don't know about you guys what do you think i think we're ready to vote yeah ready. i think we're ready to vote all right all right, ready to lock all right. In. here we go everybody on we're gonna count it down in three two one the rock, the rock. Wow. wow unanimous not unanimous. even close <clears throat> I don't know if it was. Close. Yeah. I, I don't think it was either. Who said face off? Start. Yeah, nobody. I mean, I started on the rock. I ended there. So. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. on the rock. Yeah. All right. So I think we're ready for our next matchup. All right. So now we're going back to the parachute region. And we have <laughs> Air Force One going up against Point Break. Oh, man. Oof. So. Yeah, G- give your thoughts on this one, Dom. I'm curious what you think because I know uh, I know executive decision in the parachute division didn't work for you as well, which no. shocked me. Or you just didn't remember it as well. Yeah. So I'm curious. Yeah, honestly, I'm gonna have to hear from more from you guys because again, to me, Point Break, it still holds up the same thing as it did for the last round, which was being kind of the between. I understand. Maybe because Air Force One primarily happened on a plane, it to me just doesn't have the same kind of range, even though it has a certain kind of intensity, probably because of the, again, the situation with Gary Oldman running around and then, um, and then uh, Harrison Ford with him being the president. And again, his intense stare that carries that whole movie. Um, but Point Break, there's just so many, not just memorable parts, but just, again, the whole aura of what it meant to be a movie in the 90s, Southern California, and everything that went along with it. And we talked about this last podcast, but um, having Anthony Kiedis run around in the background, um, again, uh, it's just everything of what Point Break embodied with this this heist movie, running around with dead presidents and um, these surfers that have this kind of renegade lifestyle that, again, to me, is just more typifies what 90s movies kind of were more so um even though air force one again really good movie um but i think part of it is that it's just because it happens primarily on a plane it's kind of what restricts some of the movement i guess like you don't have a crazy chase in point break um you don't have these i don't want to say crazy plot twists like the way point break does because they definitely some twists and turns and stuff like that literally um because on a plane but um yeah, just the, the pace that Point Break has. And there's some parts of it that are fun. Other parts of it, it has that romance element that, again, very typical of 90s um, action movies. Um, 
I don't know. To me, Air Force One is almost too intense for the '90s.、Mm. Like you need、mm -hmm. that element of fun. That again, like most self-serious. Yeah, which I mean, which might be odd because we have the Rock in there. But then again, in the Rock, you you have you still have funny elements with even with some of Sean Connery and the、uh, Nicholas Cage's one-liners, and same thing with Con Air. That you need that element of air to kind of get let it breathe a little bit,、um, which for those '90s movies is what you need. So,、um, yeah, I want to hear you guys' thoughts as well. Again, I、um, I tend to be one-sided again, but that's mostly because again, for me, Point Break just so much embodied what '90s.、Uh, Not just action movies, but kind of '90s movies in general. A lot of it embodied. So, what do you guys think? Yeah, I think you nailed the the nail on the head, or hit the nail on the head with、uh, that kind of late '90s feel that Air Force One has compared to Point Break. Because what do you, what do you come down with in '90s? You want the sort of blandness of <clears throat> the way things were going in the late '90s. That kind of sheen where a lot of the movies tended to sort of look the same. I think、mm -hmm. a lot of the cinematography sort of melded together and. There were really only a few filmmakers that were making interesting-looking movies at that point, and the funny thing is, you can find a lot of those movies still in action at that point. But I don't think Air Force One really has that. It feels like more of just generic. We're going to let Harrison go for it. We're going to give him some supporting pieces. He already feels like he could be a great president. I think that was always probably a joke beforehand. They probably thought of him like when the <laughs> script was written,、um, yeah. and so so I kind of agree on that. I think Point Break. Is one that a lot of people laugh off, and this is no laughing matter with Point Break. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this movie's the real deal, kind of in a, in a bunch of different ways. Where it's got a little bit of the '80s stink still, in a good way. That's a compliment,、mm -hmm. but it still feels a little '80s with the styles.、Um, and I talk about this with my brother a lot. The thing that it does have that's '90s is this、uh, quality of film stock. It's it's On film, which a lot of these movies are, which makes a big difference, but it, it has this look where we've left the '80s and we're kind of getting into more crisp, real,、uh, beautiful kind of shots where you're doing a lot more with the tones, where you're making LA feel very、uh, not dreamy, but just it feels so warm with all the colors that they're using, yeah,、um, and you feel the heat, and I, I just think that that is something that you wouldn't get from an Air Force One. And I'm not even starting to talk about Keanu and, and、uh, Crazy Swayze <laughs> and all the other great actors that you get in there. Gary Busey.、Um, yeah. I think that you kind of pointed something else that I, out to me that I hadn't thought about, and it's really just the look of the two. And I I do think that there's something very generic about Air Force One, as much as I love it and as much as I love Harrison.、Mm -hmm. um, and it's the exact opposite. I mean, it's Catherine Bigelow, future、uh, Best Director Oscar winner, directing Point Break. So. Um, I think it shows.、Um, what about you, Luke? I'm really curious what you think. Wow. Jeez.、Um, okay. I I think I'm going in the direction you guys are going. And let me just say this for everybody out there: we love all these movies. Of course. This is not a knock on any of these movies. This is just at this point in the tournament, we got to be a little little harsh. Got to split、movies. hairs. Yeah, and、um, yeah, this is、this. the best of the best. Another、yeah. '90s movie that、yeah. was not on the list, but、uh, <laughs> we can't reference it as much as we need to. So, yeah, I mean, again, Harrison's one of my favorite actors of all time. So, yeah, I'll, I'll get that out since people、um, can't hear the last podcast. But yeah, I mean, I I think that's a good disclaimer to put down. I don't want to give yeah, yeah. So I think I think we're all、um, in agreement. I think Air Force One is just a very one-dimensional movie. 
um, it, it, it knew what it wanted and it gave exactly what it wanted. You know, it was like, hey, president's on an airplane. He's going to fight some terrorists. I do love the opening scene with the Navy SEALs, though. It's a great scene. Um, and I just, yeah, I, it's a great movie, but there's only one one-liner I can remember. Um, there's no chase scene. There's, uh, well, there's terrorists, obviously. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like Dom said, there's really no comedic relief in that movie. Um, it was just a very straightforward movie. Kind of like, hey, this is this is it. Yeah. You know, so, um, just tension Point, the whole time. Yeah. Point Break is just such a great movie. It's on so many levels. I mean, you want to talk about just like bringing extreme sports to bank robberies and like action films. Like we had Drop Zone after that, which we talked about last time. Um, just making making these extreme California guys, surfer dudes. I mean, you had the dead presidents after this. Like this is this movie did so much. And one great scene that every action movie with a cop hero needs to have is when he's frustrated and he shoots his air into the gun because he's so frustrated. It just wastes around in the air. <laughs> um, just More than movie. one round, yeah. Yeah, so um, this movie just, I mean, there's just so much to say about this movie. So I think after this vote, I think we will be talking about this movie more. Yeah. So I'll just leave it at that because I do want to get into more of this movie. And I kind of think it's going that way. So as a betting man, if I was in Vegas right now, just saying. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know if Vegas is open, but yeah, they'll probably still take a bet on <laughs> on our Van Dam. Uh, that's a lot of action movies, uh, '90s action movies. List. Invitational. Sure they got the odds up. <laughs> invitational. Yeah, invitational. They got the odds up. If you guys, you can find them online. I'm sure if you work hard enough. Yeah, they're they're out there somewhere. So yeah, why don't we go ahead and just uh, just vote on this one? Because I kind of I kind of yeah. feel the. Yeah, I think we all tipped our hands a little bit. Yeah, I feel the I feel the tide coming in. Oh, there you go. <laughs> All right, so here we go. Point Break or Air Force One in three, two, one. Point Air break. Force Break. break. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. I'm All right. Wow. Yeah, I'm telling you, Point Break's going to be tough to beat. It's it's up there. I don't know. It's going up against the rock. So. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. The Dude. final four. <laughs> Titans. Yes. Oh, man. Well, uh, so we're at the end of the Elite Eight. This is the last matchup coming up. There you are. Coming out, coming out of the sequel region, we have Die Hard with a Vengeance going up against Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Wow. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, Luke. Please, I, I'm a little speechless right now anyway. I need some time. I know. This one. This one's going to be tough because you're looking at two movies that pretty much just they're, – they're everything you want in a film. You know, T2 was just – I mean, what do you say about this movie? This movie is epic. You know, I don't use the word epic very much. I mean, maybe just for Deltron, 30-30. <laughs> um, but this movie just changed the game. It really did. Um, just, I think it's, is it the only sci-fi movie that we had on here? 
Matrix uh, didn't make the last round. But and we had um, uh, final, uh, Total Recall. Total Recall, yep. Yeah, okay. that's not five-ish. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, the thing about T2 is it kind of... It kind of made sci-fi realistic in a way. Like, it, it was believable, you know, where, like, Total Recall, The Matrix, you knew what you were getting. Okay, these are these out-of-this-world movies. I kind of know. But, like, T2, like, I really feel like that could happen. You know? Um, I think I think it's all James Cameron. I think, uh, I, I think that he understands how to make military, how to make a lot of this kind of stuff just look really cool, especially futuristic stuff. I think he just took what he had with Aliens and... <clears throat> really just used a lot of that and went backwards a little bit with some of the technology he wanted to use, but still futuristic for us, which yeah. I think is cool. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think that you kind of hit it on the head. I think that's kind of a cool thing to, to talk about that. It just, it does feel realistic, even though it's a movie about a, you know, sentient computer program taking over all of our military outposts and then taking over the world. But it, I, I guess even more now feels even more real. Now that I say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. And then you just think about Arnold coming back, like we talked about, as the good guy now, trying to save John Connor um, and then having to fight the T-1000. Like, oh, my gosh. I remember as a kid, like, thinking, oh, my gosh, this guy's unstoppable. How are you going to beat him? He just took a grenade launcher in the chest. And kept coming. <laughs> like this was just—I mean, this movie's amazing. This the action in this movie's great. It's got the car chase. It's got a couple car chases. Um, it's got SWAT team, military. It's got big explosions. It's got big guns. It's got Arnold. Um, I think it's got everything you want in an action movie. So yeah, you futuristic terrorists. That's where they're yeah, at. There, there they are. The terrorists that I needed. There you go. Um, my favorite. Can I just say what one of my favorite scenes in this movie is? Please. Of course. Because I feel like I'm. I kind of like. Uh, I notice the weird parts of movies and I remember them. Mm-hmm. So my favorite scene in this whole movie is when uh, the scientist that they what's his name that they go uh, they go Dyson. to his house Dyson is holding the bomb because he's already shot <laughs> and he does that weird. <laughs> And then he lets out the last. <laughs> oh, oh, oh like my a, gosh. Give him the Oscar. <laughs> they don't, actors don't bring performances like that anymore, man. That is that stuck yeah. with me as a, as a young, too young a kid seeing this movie. <laughs> I honestly believe that like James Cameron told him like, Hey, you just do what you want with that scene. Like that's oh, yours. Sure. Yeah. You know? And that's, I don't, I don't know if you could have done it any better. No, so absolutely not. Just, Perfect. I don't know why that's always been my favorite scene of this that movie. <laughs> like if I, if you told me like, hey, what's the most memorable scene? It's that one. Yeah, and that that includes the movie where he walks into a bar naked and uh, yep. is strolling around. And at that point, we didn't know he was the good guy. Yeah, we um, still thought he was the Terminator from the. He, last yeah. Movie. He, he beats up the biker, takes his outfit, and we that get the fits in perfectly, you know, by the way. And this and this is more of an eighties trope that died in the nineties, but you know, there's always gotta be a random 
uh, lady that like thinks the hero is hot. So it's like, you know, when he's walking through naked, there's like the lady that's like, looks at him weird and then, oh, oh. It's yeah, like always yeah. that kind of thing. It's always know, there. So mm-hmm. that, those kind of things always stand. I love the tropes in these movies. And like, even the best ones are not immune. And you forget that these are the ones that made up the tropes, you know? This, so um, I, I love the weird stuff too. I mean, that's why it makes, all the movies now are so sanitized. These things were yeah. allowed to breathe and allowed to bring something unique. Um, which makes them so fun. But I know, I sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, Dom. What were you saying? No, it was just the same thing. Um, yeah, just noticing that even with some of the, because Terminator 2 did, did seem to carry over some elements from the 80s while trying to push things forward. And what, what, what James Cameron is trying to do with stretching elements of using special effects and different things like that. Like, it's weird because we're, we're dealing with two very different forms of, um, almost impossibilities of like you have these liquid metal cyborgs coming from the future against Bruce Willis like who just can't seem to die ever um, so um, it's just to me it comes and this one it comes almost comes down to supporting cast as kind of the the draw between the two because Samuel Jackson, he's, he, again, he both provides the intense element and the comedic element. And Terminator has moments where it's like funny, like look at what you had mentioned, like it's just kind of odd, these weird little little one-liners, but at the same time, it's, yeah, dealing with these two kind of impossibilities of these cyborgs versus Bruce Willis, who might as well be cyborg with the way he can't seem to, he gets crap kicked out of him, but never dies. But, um, yeah, it's it's gonna be tricky because you, you've got to kind of pick. Do you go with Samuel Jackson or Pecker? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, though Terminator Two doesn't necessarily have the same kind of intensity that Air Force One has from from bell to bell. The Die Hard again ha- does have the range of of being able to go there, but then not um, the crazy chase scenes. But again. Terminator 2 with what they're doing it's almost they're pulling from the future which I guess is the irony because of what the movie's about itself but um, yeah what I what I did give Terminator 2 last time was how massive the franchise became and still kind of is even with some of the reboots that they try to do but um, I don't know I've never seen a Die Hard video game maybe it's out there somewhere who knows um, oh yeah I had the Die Hard for PlayStation oh was uh, there yeah, Die Hard 1 was an over-the-top shooter. Die Hard 2 was a first-person shooter on rails. And then Die yeah. Hard 3 was just a driving game. Uh, was just Grand Theft Auto. Game. <laughs> yeah, it was fun, Grand, though. Grand Theft Auto well, with Bruce Willis. That is, that is yeah, half of the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, in the ta- yeah, you're in the taxi. It was fun, though. It was a good game. Check it yeah. out. Yeah, um, yeah that, we haven't even really talked about Die Hard yet. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the crazy thing, I know. I... Um, Die Hard with a Vengeance, the best Die Hard, I will say. Absolutely, I agree. Um, Might be blasphemy, but I agree. Yeah, I know I know what Die Hard 1 did for everyone. I'm not taking anything away from that, but Die Hard with a Vengeance is the antithesis of a 90s action movie to me. It's got everything and then some you know and it um i mean bruce willis dude this guy 
like you said, this guy can't die. He can't. Like, th there's nothing in that movie where it's just like, okay, he's going to go this time. It's like, no, he's going to make it. I already know he's going to make it. I expect, I've, I've already expected an, a sequel from this one. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what's going to happen. You know he's going to make it. But just the twists and turns in this movie, I mean, this movie just takes you everywhere. It's hilarious. Samuel Jackson's the funniest racist of all. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just Jeremy Irons is great in this movie. He's a great German. Um, Terrible uh, wardrobe, but you can do. Yes, that was one thing I did point out is that blue tight Under Armour cutoff he's wearing is not flattering at all. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't have the pipes you want to be intimidated by on the bad guy. Not at yeah. all. Well, I guess a, better guns. Yeah, yeah. He's I, I guess, had a suit or something. Yeah, but I guess it's like an Eastern European thing. Who knows? <laughs> I think you're right. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> it. Wearing like three quarter length pants or something weird. Yeah, yeah, it's something for weird. a walk. This movie, like I said, this movie checks all the boxes. It's got terrorism. It's got chase scenes. It's got military. Um, there's tanks. So anytime there's a tank, you get an extra point for me. I'm just saying. Um, it's got Bruce Willis never dying, doing impossible feats. Uh, Wait, tanks. Hold on. Tanks. Are you thinking of semis? They have. There's a part in that movie where they're hauling a tank on a, a truck. Oh, at the end. When, yeah, you're right. When they're with like yeah. the helicopter, when they're yeah, in their so, hideout, once they've yeah. beaten McLean. So, so I mean, even though it's not really used. Uh, but no, you're right. Hey, it, it appears. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they got it there for filming. That's what's yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's just a great it's a great movie. It's it's got everything you want in an action movie. Um, so it's uh, uh, yeah. Here, I mean, two totally different to films. Say. A lot to say about these movies. They're both sequels. They both spawned, I think, arguably pretty bad sequels. Um, I think the Die Hard 4 maybe has its merits. However, it is PG-13, which would mm. disqualify it from our list. So well, you go back and look. That's what happens when you put Justin Long in it. Well, hey, you need <laughs> that's where the comedic and Kevin Smith. I mean, there was, there was some stuff that was okay, but disappointment and then only got worse. And Terminator's been on a uh, slide since T2 also. It's tough to top that. I think yeah. that's really interesting. I think Diary of the Vengeance to me is one that was... I was always the guy shouting out from the mountaintops when I was in middle school, when I was in high school, saying, this movie is not Die Hard 2, which is a fun, it's a fun movie. I like it. But it's not mm -hmm. Die Hard 2. It's not just the classic sequel where it's the exact same situations over and over making fun of the situation and uh and not going anywhere new it's completely different sam jackson breaking out uh now we know him as being in everything but this was the start of that i mean this was 94 um and filmed around the same time as pulp fiction so gives you kind of an idea of where he was at the time um and die hard also wasn't a huge hit which i think is why uh, a lot of people um, forget about it, but T2 was one of the biggest movies ever at the time. It might have even been, you know, the highest grossing outside of, like, Gone with the Wind when they do the adjusting and everything. So 
Um, I don't know how to quantify this matchup. I mean, I really don't. I think that uh, T2 is looked at by many as one of the greatest action movies of all time. And I think those pe- some of those people might think we're even crazy for entertaining this. But I yeah. think it was a 50-50 fight. I mean, I think with Die Hard, you have Bruce Willis at the top of his game. You have John McTiernan. He directed the first Die Hard. He also directed Predator. Didn't direct Die Hard 2, so he comes back. Kind of his last hurrah doing these great action movies. Um, New York still feels kind of grimy and old school. It doesn't feel so uh, like Disneyland in Times Square. Not that I've ever been there, but, you know, I've uh, seen enough movies to see the change. Um, and so, I don't know. I think these are kind of two movies where everything works. Here's one thing I'll say, though. The CGI in T2 was really where we saw it, where we were, like, blown away. I yeah. mean, I think that Jurassic Park was kind of the next place, but T2 mm-hmm. was it. We were blown away by the CGI. Die Hard with a Vengeance does have a few spots of CGI that don't look as great. There's a few of the spots where he's uh, semi-surfing, um, and then I, one other CGI kind of thing where he's coming up through the tube the water. Uh, and gets fired yeah, out. And it exactly looks a little bit yeah. questionable. Um, and I don't think there's any questionable looking scenes in T2. So I don't know. If, I don't know if that says anything, but to me that sort of stands out. I know I was rambling there, but um, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to find my. I'm trying to find my truth in this matchup, and I have not yet found it. So I don't know. Dom, do you yeah. have anything to say? What are you thinking? Luke? No, it's just. It, this is tricky because, again, like I said, we're kind of dealing with two different we're dealing apples and oranges, and it kind of just – I don't want to say it comes down to preference, but other than being action movies, I'm not sure how much they share. Um, like, obviously, kind of point break in Air Force One prior to this conversation, like, they give us some definitive, clear, like, okay, this is what we can say is bad on this one. This one maybe not necessarily epitomizes that, but again – Going back to what the categories Luke brought up earlier, what typifies a 90s action movie, between these two, if you're going to, if you went with either of these two as the best one, like it would be, you can very well get away with an argument for either one and still come out on top. Um, And so, again, I remember watching Terminator having ordered from Pizza Hut in summer. And I think we had rented it from like, I don't think it was a blockbuster, like some random place down the street. Um, We're renting to watch Terminator. I'm not so sure I remember Die Hard, even though it's great. And I watched it now as an adult, and it's really good. But I remember as a kid that like freaking out that the future is just going to be terrible and everything (laughs) robots on the planet, Um, which isn't that far from reality, but still. August 27th, 1997. Yeah, that's what it was. (laughs) And the world's just, yeah, just going to crap. And so, um, I don't know, to me, Terminator 2, that has the staying power. Then, again, it's hard to say, too, because even just having watched Die Hard last week, it was like, dang, this thing was good. Entertaining. I love love that, Dom, because I think that's nostalgia, and I think that's what, with this stuff, it's sometimes all you can lean on. Those That's memories. it. Yeah, I, I'm trying to pull on like, okay, what's going to help me differentiate it to, to pick one or the other, 
and again you, you just kind of got to dig 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 until something comes up that'll push you one way or the other what do you guys think oh man um t2 has probably one of the most memorable villains i'll say um t1000 is just unstoppable and he was just like this great stoic character never had any emotion just kind of kept going no matter what barely spoke just i mean it was just and he was small like he didn't look big so you're like oh you know you think of the terminator you think of arnold schwarzenegger the bodybuilder and here comes skinny dude in a police uniform and he's just oh my gosh throw anything at him and he's just going to keep coming you know mm -hmm. i used to have the toy where he was split in half after the, uh, the grenade launcher yeah it was just a split in half guy he's just like yeah you have um just so memorable such a great character i don't think they could have done that any better i mean even now like you look back the cgi obviously was very dated but man what a great character um just so like he just he was just so such a bad guy he's just a bad guy mm -hmm. you know like um jeremy irons on the other hand was more of just like getting his brother's revenge kind of this um he's more of a mustache twirler you know yeah yeah he kind of had a and it was yeah. he you know as much as he was like this supposed to be like this military dude he's really into like mind games making him go through the whole city and figuring out all these riddles and uh, just messing with John McClane's head the whole time and um, yeah that's a good point do we ever get to see Irons even fight we don't no he doesn't he's he's just he's he's all brains he he's has a, like the the quick weird scene with his sidekick uh, female companion at the end oh, yeah. where they sort of fight and then I don't know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess that's his only hand-to-hand -hand combat in the movie. Yeah, so um but yeah, he's he's a great character. He's a great villain. I mean, if we were comparing villains, uh great German accent, kind of feminine, got a little bit of feminine in there. You can tell like he drinks his wine and eats his cheese. Yeah. Um but uh, this one like Dom said, I think this one might just go down to whatever you remember most. What were you doing when it came out? Yeah, so. I say I we vote. I, th I, th I, yeah, I, th I say we go for it. I think we, we've been uh, holding it off too long. Yeah. It's time, guys. So, right. Die, Hard, Die Hard with a Vengeance. Terminator 2. In 3, 2, 1. Die Hard. T2. Yeah, Terminator. <gasps> no way. Oh, wow. Terminator. I should have fought more for it. It should have. I was going to say, that you last helped me move over me. to T2. Yeah, you helped me move to T2 for sure. That's why I wanted to vote. Yeah, I know. I just, oh, man. Dang it. <laughs> Whoops. I guess, I guess that's where my heart was. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's it, yeah. That's yeah. True. I mean, we didn't even talk about John McClane chopping a guy in half with a freaking rope. That was, oh, right. that was probably his crazy feat where he uh, jumps down with the wire and then ends up cutting the guy in half. All right, guys. Yeah. yeah. Man, Terminator 2, well, really? 2A, it's finalized. It's stamped in. Oh, geez. Okay. 
Oh, jeez. So, oh, man. That one hurt. That one really hurt. I love Die Hard with a Vengeance. Yeah. I do, too. I do, too. I think that... Uh, I'm sorry. I think that T2 stands the test of time. Like Dom said, I think that he... That's what it comes down to. What do I... Do I want to yeah. feel like I'm making waves and choose Die Hard, or do I feel like I want to pick the one that most people are going to feel like is right? Yeah, and when that T-1000 is coming at you with ice all over the place, you, yeah, I, you got a good bag like, in your hands. Yeah. I, sold yeah, it. I sold it too much. You I did. know. It's almost like a yeah. horror movie. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's got levels to it. It's got all these different yeah. genres. Yeah. Yeah, you even got a little, I mean, semi-romance. I don't know what's going on with Sarah Connor. And, yeah, it's kind of romantic-y, but not really. Well, yeah. It's kind I mean, of surrogate. Yeah, it more, yeah. It was more of like a father son. Father son, but still, yeah. yeah. It's got it has heart. I mean, that's call, what's important. Call to John. <laughs> Great scene. Wow. All right. So we're we're down to the final four of the Jean Claude Van Damme. That's a lot of action movies. Invitational guys. We're oh in the my final gosh. Four. Oh man, and it was heartbreaking. The first heartbreak. <laughs> We've had a few. T2, Con Air, The Rock, and Point Break. Those are your final four. (laughs) Wow. Good luck. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's a good, it's a good, uh, it's a good final four. I'm not going to say that. I'm disappointed in Die Hard. Um, We all, we all have our personal favorites, you know. Yeah. Was that the one? Gonzaga gets booted. You can't quit the tourney. There you go. Was that the one, Luke, that you were saying you had a personal interest in? Uh, no, it's not. Okay. I guess we'll figure it out when we get there. Yeah. Right. I still have a, yeah, I still have still, a, a favorite still, in this, in the final four. And you still have a dog in the fight. Yeah, I do. Um, honorable, honorable mention, barbed wire, Pamela Anderson. Anyone? <laughs> <laughs> we're not, we're not going to be talking about Tank Girl? Oh, Tank Girl. Yeah. Let's get Lori Petty. <laughs> Another movie on the list. <laughs> um, yeah. I saw wow, guys. Rumble in the Bronx. Give it honorable mention. Yeah. Not anything Jackie Chan. I saw Rumble I in the Bronx in the theater, so I remember. There you go. It. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <clears throat> let's just say this, guys, for everybody listening out there. Look, this was a rigorous, rigorous tournament. I mean, there was there was lists on here. There was blood was shed. Yeah, there's movies on here. I mean, the list is long. The list goes on and on. We've had to pretty much like Dom P said, split hairs here to get to the final four. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. And it's like, like we've said, it's a subjective thing. It's, it's, these are choices that we're making and I know they're hard for some people. And I know that these are, you know, great movies to be going up against each other, but this is the list, the definitive list. And it's I think official. all other lists. Yeah. will bow before this 90s action movie list and it's just the way it has to be this is it's written in stone that's yeah. what i'm trying to say so yeah I, I i do uh believe we will be getting a call from um either michael bay or jerry Bruckheimer after this one so well, they have two movies in the final four so i think that if they're not happy with that if they wanted more then they're just getting greedy yeah um <laughs> Yeah, this list is it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, there's movies on here. We oh man, I mean, wow. We're gonna have to. We'll go back later, maybe at the end, and kind of just read off some of the the names on here. And uh, anybody listening out there, if you guys have some 
movies that you thought should have been on this list, uh, let us know. Yeah, we live for the feedback. Like we said, our list is definitive, uh, but we welcome the feedback. We'd love to know what everybody Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you disagreed with some of these in, in this uh, tournament, let us know. We'd love to hear your thoughts. You guys have any memorable uh, lines from movies? Um, I can tell you, I can remember, I have a lot of memorable lines from all four of these. So <laughs> um, this is going to be a good final four, dude. I'm excited. I think I think we got it right. I mean, everybody can nitpick. Everybody can try to find a little little faults, but I mean, T2, Con Air, The Rock, and Point Break. I think we're bringing a little bit of everything for everybody. Oh yeah, you know, we got T2, we got Sarah Connor, we got the really uh, you know action heroine, which a lot of the movies mm-hmm. back then didn't have. Oh, it's that's good to have good. that represented, yeah. you know. Yeah, futuristic. Um, we have two Nick Cages in the final four, which seems correct. I mean, hey, the guy got <laughs> the guy's got Oscars for a reason. And then I think Point Break, we have the movie that's deeper than people give it credit for. And we're going to be here fighting for it, letting people know that's art. You know, that's more than just an action movie. That's that's speaking volumes with uh, with nothing but uh, the camera and the uh, and some great acting. So I'll say. Yeah, this is going to be. I actually might cry after this one. <laughs> so, um, man, there's so much to say about these movies. So uh, we will be recording the next one soon. Um, hopefully you guys enjoy this one as much as we did. Like I said, we can we can talk 90s, 90s action movies all day. Um, so... This is this has just been really a lot of fun, Andy. Thank you so much, Director Drew. Guys, thanks for letting so much. Sensei, thanks for letting me talk about my favorite yeah. stuff with you guys, and uh, it's an honor to be a guest on uh, the Cynics and Saints podcast. And uh, you know, I hope that uh, the Final Four can be as successful as I think the Elite Eight and Sweet Sixteen were. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> yeah, they were for sure. Um, you don't have any any plugs, do you? Anything? No plugs. Uh, just no just plugs. come back and, and listen to the, my only plug is uh is the final four. All go. right, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so we it. just Oh man, you you don't want to miss this one. I'm I'm telling you, this one's gonna be I'm sweating thinking about it, guys. Should we give uh, a preview even... of this? Of uh, what? Of what we have for the final four. Please do. Uh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, The Rock against Point Break. Mm-hmm. Good luck. Conair <laughs> against T2. Good luck. <laughs> wow, Dom. I don't think it's that simple. I don't think uh, – I don't know. I don't think – I think it's going to be a little bit more of a fight yeah. than that. I mean, I've, I got one side one-sided. Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll see who's who. But Well, I but think – Got to let him play. Yeah, I think it's going to all go down to um, – for, at least for me, what defines the action, 90s action movie. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah, we'll see what happens. You got to want to get, yeah, we don't want to get lost in the, man, this movie's just better because then it kind of defeats the whole purpose of the Jean-Claude Van Damme. That's a lot of action movies invitational. Yeah. Very true. So, yeah. Well, I mean, that happened with me with uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance. I, I literally had, I don't know if you can see here, I had Die Hard written down and I scratched it out and switched it to T2. So for all the podcasting, mm. yeah, like saying, yeah. hearing the, the arguments and talking about it, so I don't know, maybe 
maybe we'll be swayed, but yeah. So I think, I think, I think that's what happened with that T2 though. I think, I think we got uh, caught up in just the film making of it. And I think we lost, we lost our way on that one. Oh no, I think we got the, I think we made the right choice. I think so too. Look at you trying to come in and take our legs out. I'm just saying. We might have put an asterisk on that one. Hey, yeah. you know what? I think you're maybe you're the commissioner of the of the tournament, and yeah. maybe you have ideas about a a play-in game uh, from some of the best losers. I don't know. This is, <laughs> if, if this is what you're trying to do, I, I we just see think, you, but you're you, the commish. You know what? I just think that foul wasn't a foul. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, you make the rules. So, um, yeah, we'll be uh, be looking out for this. Um, Dom, I don't know. Did we say we were going to YouTube this one or no? Mm-mm. No? Okay. Well, we'll cut that out then. Or just leave it. And who cares? Yeah. It's quarantine. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get on there soon. Yeah. We can YouTube it. Um, it's special. Quarantine special. Yeah. We're just, we're trying to, trying to just entertain you guys out here. We know how rough it is out in the quarantine land. Quarantine landia. Um, it's, it's rough. I come home. I mean, I'm not quarantined. I'm still working. Uh, but I come home. Wife's going crazy. Kids are even tired of tired of it. So um, it's it's rough for everyone out there. So hopefully we can just bring a little joy to you guys and share the love we have of '90s action movies. Yep. And yeah. you know, and if you if you have some if you guys have some time this week, take a watch take a watch with us. Again, The Rock, Point Break, T2, Con Air. You're, you are not going to be bored by any one of those four movies. <laughs> Heck yeah. no. No. Heck no. Each one of those will make for a great movie night, if not a couple of them at a time. So, In fact, yeah. I, think, I think we're just giving them homework. I think that uh, <laughs> everyone's going to – I know we're going to be obviously uh, watching them so we can go take those deep dives. But, yep. yeah, we'll expect everybody to really have done their homework uh, before they come uh, to the next one, to the final four. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the final four, you got to come correct. Yeah, so. that's it. That's it. Now or never. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there, Dami, Drew. So. Thank you guys so much. Had a blast. Of course. Yeah, so for myself, Luke, the Divine Master, Dom P, Director Drew, all the 90s action films out there, for the Jean-Claude Van Damme, that's a lot of action movies, <laughs> Invitational. Cynics and Saints podcast. We're out of here. Peace. See ya.